Happy Friday out there to everybody. Obviously, if you're hearing my voice, yes, it is me, four-time Stanley Cup champion, Darren McCarty of your Detroit Red Wings, and this is the Enforcers Show on this Friday, April the 9th, and we got a great show. Obviously, the weather's starting to get nice. When the rain rains warm, it's good by me. That means it's golf season. We got the Masters on. We're going to talk about that. Wings trade lines, deadlines coming up on Monday. Coach Dan Campbell came out, and I'm ready to bite some kneecaps after that. And for all my brethren who are wrestling fans, the Super Bowl of wrestling's this weekend. Two days, Saturday, Sunday, WrestleMania number 37. To put some into perspective, WrestleMania 3, where Hulk Hogan slammed onto the Giant. Some of you were there at the Pontiac Silverdome. That was WrestleMania 3. So, we've come a long way, but we don't go anywhere on Friday by myself. As always with me, my partner in crime from the mean streets of L-Town, Livonia, Michigan, Shawnee B. How you doing, bud? Excellent, Mac. You know what? I have a funny story about WrestleMania 3. Uh, my dad would not let me go. I was 16. A group of my buddies were going, and my dad was like, absolutely not. And so from that point on, uh, Mac, I, I did the time-honored uh, thing that many other people can relate to. I just started lying to my dad about things. Hey, uh, Dad, I'm, I'm going to spend the night at Joe's house tonight. <laughs> And we would go to the Wings game. And, hey, Dad, I'm going to spend the night at Steve's house. And we would go to the Tiger game. That was, uh, honest to God, that was, like, the first the first time that, like, my dad was like, no way. You, know, you are not going there. That is going to be a madhouse. And I was so ticked off. I was like, eh, you know what? What he, what he don't know won't hurt him. So Did you go? Um, I, I missed it. I missed it. Oh, it's but uh, you know, one of the, the biggest events ever. That was the straw that broke the camel's back. <clears throat> in the Belegian, in the in Young Sean Belegian, as far as teetering that line, right? Because there's always yep. that moment when you look back, and that was WrestleMania three for you because, yeah, and I know, see, because I know the way that you are, right? You're like me, where if it's right, it's right. If it's wrong, it's wrong, and I don't agree, but it's the rules. Well, you know what? I'm, I'm going to abide by them to a certain way until it doesn't make sense, <laughs> right? Which, oh, how about that diatribe leading into... We got word from the governor today, which I um, am always grateful because what do I always ask for? Just give me some direction. Give me the why. And her tone today was, and I'm not taking, remember, this isn't, remember, I'm Canadian, so I don't even know about politics and stuff like that. And if you, how I feel about it is exactly how Charles Barkley released his feeling about it, which I thought was great. That's not where I'm going. But the governor, Whitmer, came out today and she was asking schools to shut down for two weeks, sports, restaurants outside. And what I liked in her explanation, Sean, which is not only that she asked, but she told me why. Because the variant or the science she led me into telling me why, where I could understand, okay, this is why she's asking. Now, that doesn't that means that you're in the United States of America. We're in the state of Michigan. We got a lot of things going for ourselves. We were responsible, and now it's our turn to be responsible how we do with it. I'm grateful that it's it's uh, outdoor. It's getting nicer out. You know, I plan on playing golf all weekend long, and and this is sort of something that I like. And I did, I don't know if if that hit you um, be, uh, this way because you know we've been. 
this is a year long and, and we can be as critical as we want, but I was, I was, I guess, accepting, accepting of the way that she did it this time. I think that's fair. Um, you know, it's funny. Somebody on uh, the WJR staff, Mac, you know, I was doing a lot of shows last spring and, and summer and fall and everything. And uh, somebody, and I'm not going to say who, but somebody reached out to me and said, you know, there are probably a few people that owe you an apology. And, and I, I said, well, what do you mean? And I, I was one of those people. And, and I'm, I'm not trying to say na 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 boo boo. I was right. And you're wrong. That's not the point. But I adamantly felt that the draconian measures that this state took did more harm than good and I, I think when you look a year later and some of the states who summarily were getting killed by people for opening up and how could you be so stupid well when you look at how well they're doing now and you look at our state right now you you can't help but say to yourself exactly what I said in in, in the summertime and in, in, in the fall you're not going to play hide and go seek from a virus. Yeah, I mean, it, it's not going to work. And I think if you ask people to do something, there's a big difference between asking people to do something and, and mandating that they do something. That's when you see the pushback. And I, I think, unfortunately, it, it didn't work. And, and we're sitting here where we are. I mean, Mac, you know this. I have no problem saying it. My, my daughter brought it home. Um, we've been dealing with it at my house. It's not fun. I'm, I'm not going to lie. It's, it's not fun. Is it you know, thank the Lord, we're we're all relatively healthy right now, and the worst is is past for me. But um, there was a couple days, Mac. I no joke. It, it felt like the analogy that I used is uh, Scotty was really ticked off at the way we played the night before, and said everybody at the Joe at six a.m. were bag skating. My legs were just dead for two days. Um, but you know what? It, it's it's fine. Thankfully, I'm I'm relatively healthy. My daughter had nothing more than, you know, congestion and everything. But this is something, there's fatigue involved in this. And I think because so many people have argued over the past year, I I think, yeah, there are some people that said, now, wait a second, we were all dumb and we didn't care. And uh, why are we dealing with things that Texas isn't dealing with or Indiana isn't dealing with or, or Ohio isn't dealing with? And is the good Lord is my witness, Mac. I'm not saying that political. I think those are questions that should be asked. But um, in today's society, of course, people are going to make that political and we'll, we'll take it from there. Well, I think the biggest thing in, in here for me, my first question, how about your sense of taste? They say that. Never lost it. You know what's crazy for me, Mac? No appetite. No, like here, I'm, I'm, I'm going to give thirst? you, I'm going to. Any thirst? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I can't get enough. Uh, <laughs> I can't get enough fluids in me. Right. Um, you know, I know at the end of the show, we have some fun with what's on the grill. Yeah. Nothing's on the grill. Like, honestly, nothing's on the grill. It's you, you, uh, you just shot down that segment right now. In the yeah, first, sorry. First I, I, <laughs> there, no, but I I didn't really expect it. it well, I didn't. I shouldn't say that. I expected you maybe to go hot dogs and hamburgers on the grill. I mean, I don't know what the lowest level of barbecue is like when you mail it in. <laughs> Nothing's like, on the grill, so I'm invited over. He, oh yeah, Dorch, this yeah. weekend. Oh, we forgot about that. Selfish himself, Eric Dorch is here, along with, <laughs> along with Double B, Brandon Blake, and stuff like that, which. Well, that just gives, you know what, then, Sean, I will just allow more Masters talk in the last uh, segment of the of the Enforcer show. And, th and that's okay because you've been barbecuing your brains out. And, uh, br hey, Brandon, his earphone's off. His yeah, earphone's yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, they can't hear. And um, next weekend, 
it's going to be friggin' awesome because you're going to be fired up to get back in oh, the dude. grill scene. You I have no idea. No, no, guess what? Oh. I won't be able to. Uh, next week, I get my shot Friday. So Saturday, I'll probably be curled up on the couch. I probably won't even be able to make it anyway. You guys did all this for nothing. Oh, no, Aww, we didn't. Oh, trust me. No, we didn't do this all for nothing, Eric. You haven't eaten there. <laughs> Anyways, guys, thanks for joining us on this Friday night. You want to chime in, 800-859-0WJR, 800-859-0957. When we come back, some of the greatest stuff that I heard. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, alpha positive. This is what I'm talking about. When we come back here on the Enforcers Show, AM 760, WJR. Is your credit card debt piling up? Pacific Debt can help. If you don't know who that is, that's Alpha Positive himself, the only man that I would hold Greg from Shelby on hold for. But Dan Campbell, coach of your, yes, your Detroit Lions, coming out today. He was speaking at the uh, one of the Ford plants to some of the workers. Um telling you exactly what it is where he's noticed that he knows how important the fans are they're intelligent and stuff like that and when you know that the coach culture wise wants to make this a destination place for winning how can you know i bet i'm telling him i tweeted out earlier i said coach uh, whose kneecaps do I got to get first? And uh, right now, Sean, I got to be honest. The boys just watched me chop off both my own kneecaps. I was so fired <laughs> up he in the was first so half. so hyped up about this. So just hyped fighting. up. But what what did you take out of that, Sean, uh, when you heard, the, heard what uh, he said? I have felt this way forever, Mac, and, and I think you can speak to this part of it better than any of us can, okay? I've had this conversation with Lions players over the year, with a lot of Wings players over the year. There is a reputation that this area has. And, and then when people get here, they're like, oh, my gosh, this place is awesome. And, and they, they not only stay here in the off season. But they decide to make this their home when their career is done. And it, it is it is amazing. Now, there are going to be some guys, and of course, you know, Mac, you know this. There are going to be some guys that, you know, well, I'm a Swede, and I'm eventually going to take take off back to Sweden and everything. But, you know, you take a look at the guys. Nick was here forever, and Homer was here forever. You know, guys that were from a different country that stayed here even after their career was over for a, a, a bit of time. And there are the guys like you that, that you know, and, and yes, I, I get it. You're from Leamington and, and everything, but they won't you, let you me back over the border, Sean. To be honest, so I mean, you know, right, yeah, I mean, right. You know, but just... Herm, Herman Moore is another guy. I've had this conversation with Herman, and Herman was like, "Man, when my career was over, I couldn't wait to come back to Detroit." You know, you got to remember he bounced around a little bit uh, after leaving Detroit, but he came back here. So that's something that um, know your audience, right? When Dan Campbell talks that way, that that speaks to my heart because I'm the same way, Mac. I was one of those kids growing up here. I couldn't wait to get the hell out of here. Uh, well, no joke. I, I'm going to blow this town. And you know what? No way am I leaving. No way am I leaving. I love it here. Well, as you re realize that you get older. Now, I'm, you know, after uh, I want to get here what uh, Eric, because the one thing is is that kept coming out of his mouth that he didn't know the word was, and how could I expect that him being a long uh younger Lions fan that hasn't had accountability, but that's the accountability because here, um, I want to hear what you guys have to say, but I want the people to listen to the second half of this interview, right? And listen to what he says. And he explains his, why he knows how important the culture is and the fans are here. 
Oh, man. You know, I, I'm, I'm going to start because here's the things that are important, right? 06, when he came as a player and saw 15 years ago, and it's not about the team we had, but how this uh, stadium, how uh, Ford Field can get rocking with the type of fans. Why do I say that's important? Because as he saw it as a player, where did he come from? New Orleans. What's New Orleans known for? Home field advantage. Why? Because they're in a dome. So he understands what the energy of the home field means. Also, too, you know, we're all talk now, right? That's it. He knows it. He knows that he's got to go out and these guys have to prove it. But what he expects is that going down, they're going down fighting, clawing, scratching, learning how to to win and how do you learn how to win in this town usually by losing or usually by failing and I'm not just talking in sports I'm talking in life and the final thing is when he says to the people in there that work on the lines this is what hit me the most just like what the grind line represents and how how all four of us feel so passionate with this city and the connection of the people on the front line is the fact that he will look at that when he's having a bad day or not living up to it that will motivate him as something in his room how do i know that because i have something like that from all the people from stalls that i did an appearance a few years ago with that i still keep because they all signed it and i enjoy different things like that i know Everybody enjoys my autograph for certain things, but that is why. That is the guy, just exactly your point, Sean, exactly to what you said about a guy who talks it, and and it doesn't matter. It's setting the table to what's expected. Eric, what is your, as the younger Lions fan, like you said, with no accountability? And because you have skepticism, as you should. I, I don't know that I have skepticism. I, I said to you before the show when we were talking about this that, I love what I'm hearing. I, I, I'm on board, but I'm just hoping that we're going to keep getting it. I, I understand as a new head coach, you've got to be able to present the, you know, you know, the front and let let everybody know your plan and how you want to be here. And this is this is what you want to do. I'm just like Dan Campbell seems like the guy that could get that. Going back to Caldwell and Schwartz, and then they all gave this presentation too. But I felt like over time it it, it went away a little bit. He, this this guy seems like five, six years from now, he's still going to be that guy on the sideline getting angry by every little misplay because he knows how good they can be because they prepare every day. So I I, I love it. He's He really is a lunch pail kind of guy, that kind of going to work coach who's going to dig in the trenches with these guys, whether we're, you know, 10-0 and 0 or 0-10 in a season, and he's just going to keep going, keep fighting because he wants to see this city be a winner, and that's something you definitely want if you're a Lions fan. Sean? I think, hey, Dorch, I think that's a good way to put it. You know, it, there there is that part of you that says, yeah, I remember when Bobby Ross came to town. Now, that's a little bit before your time, Eric, but I'm sure you know the story. And, Mac, we lived it. Yep. When Bobby Ross came to town, I was like, all right, we, we got a military guy in here. I mean, this this guy doesn't put up with crap. And, you know, he started talking about how he's going to give bus tickets out of here. And he doesn't he doesn't coach this stuff and everything. And, unfortunately, I mean, look, he got broken down. I mean, he got broken down, and it was for a myriad of reasons. So, yeah, I think, Mac, what you brought up, there's always going to be that that level of skepticism about the Detroit Lions. And that's not Dan Campbell's fault. Let me be crystal clear when I say that. That's not Dan Campbell's fault. That's not Holmes' fault. I mean, they they are now part of something that, that is much bigger than them and something that we've all had to endure in our lifetime. But until things change, you know as well as I do, people are going to say those three letters that people cringe. SOL. 
That's what people are going to say. Until you are not SOL, people are going to continue to say it. So I, I, I hope that this is the start of, of absolutely positively changing the culture and the narrative of the Detroit Lions. I love it. I love it. And you know what? If How can we not segue from alpha positive into Mr. Positive on this Friday night? Yes, Warriors. Greg for Shelby, how are you, my brother? Oh, my God. Those were great thoughts, Shawnee B and D-Mac. Oh, my God. Profound. You guys are spot on. But real quick, I was at Eminem's former home. Breathtaking. The man has taste. Oh, my God. Here we go. Warriors. When life comes to get you, be ready, I say. Live life to the fullest. Start living today. Hit me. Ooh, yeah. I love it. Good to know. Yeah. All those, all that money Eminem's made, he's got good taste to go with it. So what's, what's your thoughts, Greg, on the Lions? Oh, my God. And what you um, heard from Coach I, Campbell. Oh, I, I, I love it. You guys were spot on. The man is serious. He understands the culture. He understands the way we feel. He understands that, like uh, Shawnee said, you know, uh, it's not their fault. Uh, Holmes and uh, 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 Danny uh, Campbell. It's now he's got to change the mindset. The SOL. Uh, that's spot on. And it looks like Danny and I don't know about Holmes, but Danny Campbell definitely understands that. That's the mindset that has to change, and it looks like that man, Alpha Positive, is going to do it. I love it, Greg. Thank you, as always, for calling. And, Greg, as always, you bring up a great point. You know what it is, Sean? Is that Dan Campbell, he has empathy. He, he, he has empathy for the fans. He knows how we feel, because, and he's given you reasons 15 years ago as a player understanding different things that it's it's somebody that's come in and not said my way or the highway it's saying okay I see the situation you're all abused you know let me but we got to work our way out of it and the only way that we can got, get out of this is hard work so hard work is what it is and we ain't scared of it if we are from Michigan and if you're joining us here on this Friday night I say thank you I am Darren McCarty when we come back we're going to talk wings trade deadline get into uh get into some of the stuff that uh, some of the guys that might be departing we uh unfortunately Bobby Ryan put on the shelf for the rest of the season who would have been of a a great trade bait but I'll uh, get Sean Belegian's thoughts uh here on a Friday night, AM 760, WJR. Well, sorry to report, guys. Uh, Tigers are down 3 nothing. Uh, I don't know. I think after one, but the first might not even be o- over. But uh, So we're going to move off that. They're in Cleveland in case anybody uh, cared. Um, but we're not talking Tigers, even though... What do you, well, we will. Let's start out just here because holy Akil Yabba Dabba Doo, he is <laughs> unbelievable, Sean. What do you, and, and obviously, until the book's out on him, I heard an interview with him today. And just if you get a chance, listen to the kid talk. And, and his mentality seems to be there where I used to tell Aaron Ward all the time it's the same game as when you were five. These guys are bigger and stronger. And it's, it's pretty much sea ball, hit ball. And, adjust as things go on but he sounds like he's having fun and what a great find for the tigers especially if this plays out no and and you know what it is mac you keep you keep riding it until it doesn't work anymore i'm a firm believer in that you know i, I don't overthink it this is a guy that, Hit that, pony. Um, Hit has, that pony. Has, has been you know 
relishing for this opportunity, and he just keeps hitting it. And and I, it's always so funny to me how people get wrapped up in the, well, this isn't real. Okay, you might be right. You, you might be right. What I do know, however, is right now, the dude's just lighting it up on a daily basis. So why don't we ride him until it's not real? We'll worry about it not being real when it's not real. You know, I, I, I think sometimes people overthink that stuff, you know? I think that's brilliant. I think that's brilliant. Well, let's switch uh, from the diamond to the heist rink. And, wow, I saw a tweet this morning that the, uh, <laughs> that, that the wings pretty much got a little bit of a uh, – I got a little bit of a, uh, how do I say this, grocery bag skate um, this morning uh, after the performance last night, losing 7-1 and uh, not very good for Jonathan Bernier. Coming back off an injury, hopefully, uh, you know, not, uh, as a showcase where he's been on the trade rumor, guys like Mark Stahl, who's been, what a great consummate professional coming in here um, just eating up minutes, playing great defense, scoring some goals, showing some of the younger guys what it means to be a professional athlete. Um, Those are just two guys uh, on the top of my mind. I know there's 11 guys that could move. I mentioned before the break that Bobby Ryan – um, being the being their sniper is out for the season, so that hurts them. But uh, other than uh, Bernier, maybe to Philly, or I heard rumblings of your team because yep. uh, in Montreal because uh, old Carey Price has uh, lost his mojo. And um, what else are you hearing? Is and where, if any, other than that, do these guys go? You know, it would be really interesting, and another another one would be Colorado. You know, just as as uh, kind of uh, some insurance uh, in net. Uh, that, that's something that you that you have to you know think about. Is is I mean, right now Grubauer has been very very well, and I, I still think Colorado's a team to beat, Mac. I really do. That top line right now is just sickening. But there's nothing wrong with a little insurance. I mean, now what what are you going to get for insurance for a guy that? clearly is going to come in as your backup. You know, I mean, that that's the one thing that, that you have to ask yourself. You know, how much w- would you be willing to give up? Um, you know, but it, it's the, I thought Bobby Ryan was a wonderful, wonderful um, possibility to flip. And, Mac, this goes back to the, the offseason where you and I talked about I thought it was brilliant that Steve put himself in a position where there were contracts that there were expiring and, and he could flip and he could make the decision, this is a guy that we want to be here the next couple of years or this is a guy that we can try to flip and, and see what we can get for it. The million-dollar question is Anthony Mantha. You know, I mean, you could get something for Anthony Mantha still. And and it's funny because his name has been attached everywhere. I read something today uh, about about um, Pittsburgh. And, you know, can you imagine him on that off wing and having a facilitator setting him up and everything? Because I, Mac, I'm a firm believer that, that he might be one of those guys that, and I hate saying this, it might be a change of scenery is needed. And sometimes it happens with guys, you know, where for whatever reason, it's just not going to happen here and he's going to go someplace. Is he ever going to be, you know, the flat-out stud that maybe some people envision? Uh, probably not, but he, he's better than, I, I think, what we've seen the last few years. So um, he could he could fetch a pretty penny. And I think the one thing that jumps out to the, to me is, is is that that contract right now that AAV is only 5.7 million and and so that is something where Detroit um 
you know, can can give themselves a little bit more room. We clearly know that they're not that close to being ready yet. Steve told us two years ago they weren't going to be that close to being ready yet. So what might you get for that? Um, I, I'd be intrigued to see what kind of uh, offers and what kind of real legitimate rumors are out there about a guy like Mantha because the guy can score. Make no mistake about that. He's got, you know, the prototypical size at, at 6'5 and 235 and everything. Um It'd be a bummer to give up on a young player like that, but it's about making this team better two, three years from now. No, you bring up a great point. I think that <laughs> what were the what would the rumor of return be for a guy like Mantha? Because a guy like Stahl or Merrill Nemeth, you might get a fourth or fifth round, or maybe if a Glenn Denning, you might get a third. But like you're talking a package for a guy like a Mantha, and and the only way that happens is if. The captain, Steve Eisman, number 19, not Dylan Larkin, I, my captain, um, stands there and puts his thumbs down, right? Like, yeah. because if he's not, if Mantha's not in the in, in the plan. Now, with you bringing up the contract, he is under contract for what, four more years? Four more years. Four yep, more years. The first year. Which, yep. again, that makes him more enticing moving in the future if he turns out. I think... That it's always interesting because, like you said, there's the the one thing you have to people have to realize this ain't the old NHL. Now money comes into it, salary cap comes into it. Like you take for example the Tampa Bay Lightning, who won the Stanley Cup last year. They can't even they they're gonna. Well, I'm gonna explain this how they're gonna get around it. But they on their salary cap, they couldn't even sign a guy for a minimum contract because their salary yep. cap's so tight. But Steve Stamkos got hurt last night. They might put him on long-term IR, which frees something up until he's able to come back. And who else is coming back for the playoffs? 86, Kucherov. So, yep. so that's sort of one of those things that is a, is a lucky mistake. But you have to see how the money plays out and stuff like this. Um, yeah, it's very interesting, and that would be if he's not in the plan. But it's, it's interesting because... The Iser plan is in full effect, and to be on board with that means you have to have patience. I mean, it's guys, we're all are we are we there yet? Are we there yet? You can't be that kid in the back of the car on the drive to Florida, nope. right? You know, nope. that's why they invented those station wagons with the seats that turned backwards that the windows came down that so you could rip on the truckers with the root root and stuff like that. So the parents, <laughs> that's why they've no. I mean, I swear it's like. That's my theory anyways, but the fact is is that it's all big part of the plan. But whatever it is in return, how about a rest around the league? Talk about your Montreal, your beloved Montreal Canadiens. Are they going to do something? Um, do you expect or do you expect guys like Taylor Hall? I've heard Boston for him. Unbelievable. Um, yeah, different things like that. Do you expect any big moves or anybody of the rumors that are out there? Well, the, the Islanders, I mean, Lou Lamarillo doing Lou Lamarillo things the other night was just Brilliant. awesome. I mean, he just he, – he is so underrated. He's just so stinking shrewd, you know? Well, congratulations um, Matt, to, I, to him, too. Cause he just Congratulations to him because he just set the all-time record for a general manager's Pascal and Sather. Um, for He's general manager wins, and if I'll let you get into it, but people got to understand that Kyle Palmieri and Travis Zajac, um, who are the players that were picked up from Jersey um, and traded to the Islanders, where La where Lamorello is now, it sort of reminded me of the. Uh, it reminded me of sort of how I um, sort of see uh, conversations between Steve Eiserman and and Ken Holland. A lot of the times, are guys that have sure. have come from different organizations. But explain to how 
savvy that those moves were on by one of the guys that's not only like the godfather of general managing, but but one of the you know the best in the hockey minds around. Hey, and, and and don't look now. I mean, there there are the Islanders near the top of the 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 standings, and and they've been unbelievable in New York. They've only lost one game right now, so um, you know that that makes them deeper. That gives them a little star power, and you know already they got uh, you know arguably the guy who's the the players' coach. You know, I'll 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 go back to the Habs for a second because I know a lot of people are throwing Jonathan Bernier's name, kind of going quote unquote back home. Um, they called up Keith's kid, Caden Primo, uh, so he's going to back up Jack uh, Jake Allen for the the time being. So I don't know if they're going to be in the market for one because they've got Lindgren in the system and and uh, Caden Primo. Obviously, uh, you you played with Keith. Uh, How good they, is he? They've, they've uh, he's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, he's pretty good. He he was kind of goaltender of the future material a couple of years ago. But you know how people are with that. It, it, people run head and hot and cold with that. But he's he's obviously still. Um, you know, you're talking about a guy who's only 21 years old still. You know, I mean, it's it's crazy how that works itself out. Um, so that that's going to be really intriguing. Uh, uh, Buffalo is just, I mean, oh, what man. a mess! What, what an absolute fire. mess! And it's I've always loved Buffalo too. I like I, I used to love going to the old odd Mac. That was a trip that I used to make. And Whatever. again, uh, Dad never knew, but it, my buddies and I would sneak <laughs> over the bu- the Buffalo Memorial Auditorium and see games on a Sunday afternoon and everything. And um, it's it's it was just a a, a great little venue and. Uh, all of that, but uh, just a disastrous of a franchise. It really is. But uh, you know what? They, they're doing the right thing. There, there comes a time where you have to blow it up. And what you do, and I think Steve Eiserman's in this position right now, is say, okay, this is untouchable. We've got our untouchable list here. We're not getting rid of uh, Raymond. We're not getting rid of Mo Sider. We're not getting rid of Larkin. And, and everybody else is in play. You know, and and I think that's that's the tough decisions that you make that improve your franchise. When you accept where you're at, then you have no problem making uh, decisions like that. And I think that's what's made Steve so savvy. And I think I think that's what the Sabers are prepared to do. No, and they, and they back themselves into a corner where they lose 19 in a row or 18. It's in a unbelievable. Row. It's it's, it's crazy in this NHL with three point games and overtimes and shootouts and stuff like that. Anyways, uh, we're gonna take a break, but when, uh, we come back. Tigers are still down three nothing, and don't worry, the Indians only have one guy on in the bottom of the second. Uh, we are gonna touch on one of the greatest, my favorite. Uh, major of golf the masters which is going on in augusta right now we're going to touch on that and since sean is taking a weekend off uh or actually he's barbecuing which means he's not because dorch is going over this weekend not next um <laughs> so we're going to talk some wrestlemania too anyways thanks for joining us there mccarty it's forcer's show am 760 wjr Thanks for joining us here on this Friday, April the 9th. Uh, we're getting right into these Masters picks. 85th Masters going on. Obviously, last year, Dustin Johnson won it, and they played in November because of COVID. They're back to the original. I'm going to go to the golf reporter of the show. You know him. Yeah, you know him. Uh, we call him Selfish Eric Dorsch. <laughs> Not a nickname that I'm really enjoying sticking, but hey, we'll do it. Uh, so just to give you a quick update, uh, Justin Rose, second day leader at seven under. Uh, Brian Harmon, uh, Will Zatoris, trailing by one. 
your boy Bryson DeChambeau tied for 17th at one under. I took Bubba Watson. He's even right now. Uh, my boy lefty Phil Mickelson makes the cut at plus three. Some notable guys that did not make it, Dustin Johnson, Brooks Kepka, Rory McIlroy, and a little controversy, Matt Wolf disqualified. Wouldn't have made the cut anyway, but signed an incorrect scorecard. So they just decided, you know what, we're going to DQ you instead of just not making the cut. Does it? So if it gets DQ'd, you don't get paid. Well, if you don't make the cut, you don't get paid. Right, exactly. Right. Um, <laughs> Will uh, the Will Zalatoris, who is a uh, demon deacon from Wake Forest, uh, you might have seen him. He's one of those young and up and comers. Brian Harmon, lefty. That's a course he can win at. He reminds, if you want to think of a game, Mike Weir, the Canadian, from just across the border over in Sarnia. He's a guy. Um, I took Justin Thomas. Also, he's at four under. Had a big day at five under today. You know, I I threw. You know, we both shook our heads as last week. Uh, I had speed to win last week, and why wouldn't you throw something on there today? Because he's. Uh, this is a course for him. You could. You always. It's almost like back in the day, you'd have to bet Jack or Ernie. You gotta almost bet speed because the the older he gets, he just knows the course and plays it well. And if you have a chance to watch his highlights. He hits it from some of the weirdest spots and stuff like that. Sean, you've been watching the Masters at all or paying? paying yeah, you it? know what? Who I want to ask you guys uh, about because this is a guy that has been scratching the surface for the last uh, let couple me guess. years. Fee now. Yep. 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 Uh, it's just I was watching him today, yeah. and like, it's... here's the unfortunate thing: I've seen this out of him. You know what I mean? Right. I I remember watching the Open a couple of years ago, and I was like, okay, this guy, this this is it. This is it. And and it he just seems to tail off. He can't have that finishing round, you know? And that's why today I, w I was so impressed with him. You know, it was it was tied for the low round of the day and everything, but I I, I at some point in time a guy like that's got to break through, right? Tony Finau is the new Phil Mickelson. He or for the majors, right? Like he's going to get there. He's going to figure it, but it's going to take him longer because as you look at the leaderboard, where he's at talent wise and Tony Finau, if any of you used to watch the big break on the golf channel way back in the day, I think in the first season he was on there and you just, the pure talent this guy has, he's one of the, like you say DeChambeau and you know why he's long. This guy's probably second longest and he doesn't even look like he's ripping at it. He's just natural with his swing. But look, Tony Finau finished alone second in the 2019 Masters Can't to Tiger Woods. But listen, he did it with a dislocated ankle. He popped his ankle out during the part three. This guy did it on one foot and almost took it. So this he's going to get one one day. It's just like all these other guys. He's got to figure out a way to finish that fourth round. He he goes into rounds with leads. He just has to finish, figure out a way to finish that fourth round. And he's going to do it. This guy's going to have a couple majors. I, I can feel it. That's yeah. hockey guy tough, Darren. Yeah, hockey. Dis no, I saw that. Hole in one of the par three with his family, running down the hill, snaps it out. So now he's just cruising. But it goes to a point if he learns how. So what I'm saying, Phil's got a green jacket. This is a course that you can sort of get the butterflies out of. It's like playing in, you know, in a rink. Sean brought up Buffalo, and I'll bring up the auditorium, right? No, all these old barns that aren't around anymore was no place for a nervous person, right? Chicago Stadium, Maple Leaf Gardens, you know, even like the Joe to a certain extent, but Boston Gardens, you know, the old Boatman in St. Louis, these are all, these are all like tin cans, like the, the wreck hockey, like the stuff we grew up on where hockey tough means something. So this course might be able for him to get comfortable being in the arena, being in that setting. And 
you know, we'll have to see. What'd you have, Dorchie? Well, you, you got, I, I brought this up to you in the break. You guys, you know, calling me Mr. Selfish. So I have a selfish moment, and I want to get your, your guys' opinion on it as sports people. My selfishness is the fact that we get majors four times a year. But with those majors, we get the same thing we get for all the other PGA events. We, we don't get the full coverage. They, they, they join, you know, in progress. You don't see everybody. I, me, selfishly, I would like them to say, all right, here it is at 6 a.m., and don't leave it until the last guy puts in. I want the whole coverage. You want, like, the British Open? How would you guys feel if the Stanley Cup Finals, they decided to join you in the middle of the second period? No, but doesn't that go more to culture and more to like this is the that this is the bouginess of the golf where it's like uh, it's yeah, art. that's that's the whole Masters thing. Everybody has their favorite golfers, and sometimes you. No, don't I, I, those I don't think it's selfish. I don't think it's selfish to want to watch more golf ever. Who are you think you're talking to here? <laughs> All right, I guess that question is for Sean then. <laughs> Who's that? No, I, I, I feel the exact same way. It's it's look, I I number one, I love watching it. Number two, we're doing you know spin on golf. We'll we'll be on the air on on Sunday night breaking it down for you and everything. And Eric, I feel the exact same way. Listen, I I'm a firm believer though. Okay, if if there's a way to see it, you're you're gonna see it. And for years, I was somebody that I cried and cried because, you know, we were lucky if we saw two games around here during the week. We saw the Hockey Night in Canada game. Maybe the Wings were on uh, Channel 50 back in the day with Ray Lane once a week or, and everything. Well, guess what? Then this thing called the NHL app came out, or, or NHL Center Ice, you know, a, a few years back. And if I want to watch it, I'll, I'll spend money and watch it. And I think that's the biggest thing is is give people that option because, Eric, I think it's safe to say uh, I think you would have no problem dropping a 100 bucks oh, yeah. to sit there and, and have uh, the streaming capability of whatever golf tournament there was on that particular weekend. Uh, 100%. I, 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 that, I, I, I would watch it every week, and I think, Darren, you would as well, yep. Sean as well. But. Those four week, those four times a year, those are the biggest four. And by the way, I know you said you like the Masters, Darren. I love it. The Open Championships for me because it's nah, the kind of golf. We that's just the one I. Get. That's the one I could win. Yeah, we just. It's just the kind of golf we just don't get game. around here. Just my game, B. That's the one I. That, yeah, I had no shot. You know, you don't have to be a bomber. You can just use use the ground the way it's supposed to be used. Anyways, great segue, Sean, into because on Peacock is where you can watch WrestleMania tomorrow, and and it it's a great time to use that free seven days. Just remember to cancel it. If not, it's five bucks a month. But WrestleMania 37 is tomorrow. Um, you know, it's the first time. It'll be interesting and. Uh, the one is the triple threat match. Roman Reigns, Daniel Bryan, Edge is back uh, because, and this is the interesting part with the storyline, because the way they've placed Roman Reigns, which Vince McMahon and the WWE corporations tried to shove down us as wrestling fans' throats um, for five, six years, that he's finally come into his own by himself, that I think he might be elevating into the next John Cena you know, not a, nobody's elevated to the Rock's level, but like Batista and stuff like this. So that'll be interesting to see how this plays out. Um, same to the two. The, if you're a women's wrestling fan, the Sasha Banks and uh, Bianca Belair, that should be an entertaining uh, match. And then if you're into Carnage, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, who have been wrestling each other for 20 years, I guarantee they're going to do something crazy like... Uh, like uh, Owens is going to jump off the pirate ship in Raymond James Stadium. So that's my that's my prediction for the weekend. Sean, do you have any interest in wrestling? You know, I used to. Um, I I think a lot of it happened. Back in my day, 
<laughs> well, back in my day, I I, I was uh, WrestleMania one was great. WrestleMania two is 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 kind of like nobody talks about it because it was a disaster, and WrestleMania three saved it. I mean, I mean, it it really did. But you know what? My kids never get on got into it. And and I think that a lot that has a lot to do with it because I would have it on when they were younger and they kind of give me the look like, uh, okay, and, and so they they just never got into it. Uh, so I I haven't uh, been into it in a few years because of that. And do you know why? Did you see how I just segued this whole April night show back around to your dad, and and WrestleMania three, and your love of yeah. wrestling <laughs> deteriorated when Sean Belegian wasn't allowed to go to the Silver Your Dome. And it not even that. It's the straw that broke the camel's back. Sean, you have That's a real-life wrestling storyline that you lived, brother. You're you lived it, brother. Now is the time that if you were ever, or anybody out there, to get into wrestling, it's back. The talent's great. Um, don't sell your soul in the WWE because that's the dictatorship. AEW, Ring of Honor, Impact, all that other stuff. For Eric Dortch, for Brandon Blake, for Mr. Positive, for Alpha Positive, Strombo Legion, <laughs> this is Darren McCarty. Have a great weekend. Stay safe.